Hello everyone, it's time for Sunday School Bonanza, where we get you ready for gospel doctrine. We're in the Book of Mormon, not Book of Mormon, we are in the Doctrine and Covenants Church History Manual, of course, once again. Uh, before we get to that, we're here with Patricia. Hi. Auxia. Thanks for having me back. Wonderful to have you with us. And Patricia is going to be joining us this week to discuss Lesson 19, called The Plan of Salvation. I think that's a great lesson, a lot of good stuff here, a lot of stuff that we assume we already know, but I think it's really good to... Uh, I mean, to, to go over, obviously. I love the plan of salvation. It's one of those great, incredible doctrines that we have that would not have been possible without the restoration. Yeah, it really gives us a sense for not only why the gospel is important to us in this life, but um, how it how our existence before we came to this earth and how our existence after we leave this earth really um, are an important part of who we are. Yeah, I mean, could you? I can't imagine what it would be like to not have a belief that there's something bigger than us. That what we're experiencing right now is an infinitesimal part of our overall experience. So I really, li- I actually really like this sort of object lesson here. If I were to write on a chalkboard, or just ask you to fill in the blank, okay? If I were to say Heavenly Father's plan of blank, what would you probably say? I'd probably say salvation or happiness. And I think those are are totally substantiated, obviously. And we see those throughout the scriptures, Alma 24, Moses 6, Alma 42 for happiness. Other things, though, I think you should consider, listeners, uh, as you go into this lesson, you know, what other things has Heavenly Father given us a plan of? Salvation and happiness are very broad, but what else is involved in that? Uh, The lesson cites redemption, restoration, mercy, for example. I don't know if there's any other ones that pop in your head, Patricia, but if not, it's okay. But... uh, yeah, those. I mean, those are the I ones like those. in the manual. Yeah, I like the ones in the manual, but I like that it that talking about those things shows a little bit more of the. Stop laughing at me, women. Of the uh, the great breadth of Heavenly Father's plan, and the Prophet Joseph Smith taught that the great plan of salvation is a theme which ought to occupy our strict attention, and be regarded as one of heaven's best gifts to mankind. So, in this lesson, we're going to actually go over. Uh, quickly, of course, but pre-mortal life, the mortal life, and life after death, and how that is all encompassing in the plan of salvation, and what it's gonna, what it means for us. So, pre-mortal life, I think one of the things that growing up in the church, I think it's really easy to just kind of take for granted is the fact that we're literal sons and daughters of God, and that we we lived with Him before. And I think uh, this, the the question that the lesson asks is, how does this knowledge that you are a child of God influence you? And I think once you start to really consider that, it's really a profound question and and, um, it can really teach us a lot about um, how our pre-mortal life should influence the way we um, treat ourselves and and think about others. Um, So the lesson talks about um, the council in heaven and how Heavenly Father presented the plan of salvation to his spirit children. And it asks us to think about some of the elements of that plan, including the atonement of Jesus Christ, the creation of the earth, the fall, um, um, and especially uh, that we would receive a mortal body and also have agency or the power to choose between good and evil. Um, yeah. So th- then, you know, it talks about how um, that Jesus Christ was the champion of Heavenly Father's plan and that Lucifer presented an alternate plan whose ultimate aim was to destroy agency. And um, I think that that battle continues today and um, Satan does it in different ways, whether it's trying to limit our choices and getting us addicted to certain things that we can't, um, that 
that removes our ability to choose yeah. or in some other ways of removing yeah. removing the consequences of our decisions like trying to get us to think that we can act in a certain way and we won't um, have to deal with the consequences which is another really destructive way of um, destroying agency so oh, I hadn't thought of it that way that's really interesting so you know that battle yeah. continues today um, and, at, oh, go ahead oh, and for me one thing I've always Obviously, I don't know Satan like on a personal level or anything like that. But I've always viewed this when we see the council in heaven and, and establishing this stuff. That obviously he was misguided. He wanted the glory for himself. But at the same time, I feel like so much of what we see is the fact that Satan was misguided. And I always view him today as sort of this petulant, angry person who is upset that his what he proposed uh, was not accepted and put forth by anybody else. Because his plan might have actually, he actually said, you know, his words were... They will basically, they will all come back. Send me, I will ensure that everyone returns. Every single person will come back. And that plan was rejected because Heavenly Father knew, of course, that we needed to experience mortality with all of its pitfalls and everything else. But I think it's fascinating to think about that, that perhaps there was a time when Satan himself was good intentioned, but misguided in in the way he he thought that he could redeem us. You know, Jeff, I've always thought that... um Maybe maybe Lucifer did want us to choose the right, but part of me thinks that mm-hmm. um, Lucifer's plan really involved. Well, he didn't want us to choose, though. That's, that's yeah. That's well, there was no right. Well, no right. I I feel like he wanted not. I feel like Lucifer wanted us to not be able to um, live with the consequences of our actions. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, but it also asks us. It it again brings us. It asks us to reflect on how our knowledge of the pre-mortal life affects the way we make decisions now. And I think it's important to remember that we we once knew everyone um, around us, the people who make us upset, um, the people that we have a hard time being around. We we lived with them before and we love oh. them and um, Heavenly Father loves them. So I think it's, it's good to remember and to think about ways that we can use that knowledge to um, bring us closer to other people and to yeah. God. And Lucifer wants us to forget those things. I mean, I think one of the easiest things is when you're feeling at your lowest, at your weakest, we often don't take the time to remember, but wait a minute, I am one of Heavenly Father's select. I am part of the two-thirds who stayed behind. I am alive in these latter days, and when we know that's for a select generation. And that those things help me immensely in my life in just remembering who I am and what my station is and uh, helping me grow. Uh, mortal life, of course, we did come down here. We accepted our first estate, as we call it, and we were given the opportunity to come to Earth, which is our second estate, which is very interesting. So we kept both of them. Um, mortal life is awesome. Uh, because of the fall of Adam and Eve, we get to experience these things. And one of my favorite bits of Mormon doctrine out there is that the fall was necessary and that all of us, or to give all of us the opportunity to perfect ourselves, to live again, and return to the presence of our Father in heaven. For without the fall, spiritual death and physical death would never have been possible. Adam and Eve would have remained in a state of innocence in the garden, and the plans of God would have been thwarted. And I think that's one of the greatest doctrines we have as Latter-day Saints. Um, we talk so much about modern revelation and all the other great things that distinguish us from the rest of our Christian brethren, but uh, I love our knowledge of the fall because we do not uh, we are not disappointed in Eve. We don't pick on Adam and Eve for what they've done for somehow damning us from the moment we're born, uh, which I just think personally is just terrific. And because of that, we receive a physical body, which we had to have to become like our Heavenly Father. We cannot be exalted without a body of flesh and bone. And we come to this earth with a body of flesh and blood. And uh, the blood, I think, very much symbolizes, in my opinion, our, our frailty, our ability to err, 
and our ability to learn. And what a great metaphor blood is, because when you get cut, uh, you know, obviously you can it can heal itself. You might even have a scar at the end, but just like sin, while it heals, we remember those sins. And hopefully those things, those memories do serve as a reminder of the things that we've done wrong in the past to prevent us from being cut again. So, um, yeah. So the other things we get, physical body, be obedient to God's commandments. And lastly, to have the chance to be sealed upon this earth. Very interesting. While we do believe in vicarious work for the dead, of course, how important is it that we have the opportunity in this earth life to establish our eternal families and our eternal lineage and, uh, and set those things in order? And I think those are some of the main, those are the main things we come to this earth to do, to get a body, to be tempted, to be perfected, to be honed, and uh, to be galvanized in our cause. And that way we sort of, in that sense, earn our ticket back to be with our Father in heaven. Yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Um, and that chance to return, I think, is a really um, important idea to keep in our minds. And not just that we can return to live with our Father in Heaven, that we can return to become like our Father in Heaven. And um, it reminds me of the talk that uh, Elder Oaks gave in... Um, early 2000s, the challenge to become. Mm -hmm. And he says, in contrast to institutions of the world, which teach us to know something, the gospel of Jesus Christ challenges us, challenges us to become something. Um, and this, the, our post-mortal existence or our life after death is really when we become fully accountable for the person we have chosen to become. And hopefully, um, we've chosen to become people that feel, um, comfortable in the presence of God. Um, and so when we die, our spirits enter, enter the spil spirit world, excuse me. And, um, and we still have work to do, you know, um, I know a lot of people's perceptions of heaven is that you sit around all day kind of with this amorphous thought of like right. harps or just singing Which and praising doesn't God. doesn't appeal to me. Like we're just supposed to sit around and just hang out right like how would that be heaven honestly um but we have the chance to progress and to become better um we'll also have the opportunity to um to temple work and um keep on progressing um and because um although death although the fall like jeff mentioned brought physical death into the world the atonement of jesus christ uh, means that we will be resurrected and raised um raised from temporal death and receive a fullness of joy with our bodies. Yeah. And the atonement also, of course, helps us to bridge the gap on spiritual death because because of spiritual death, we were removed from the presence of God and we can have that again as well. And throughout this lesson, it talks about the atonement and how um, although there are these three phases or three acts of um, the plan of salvation, that the real, um, the, the kernel of it all is the atonement of Jesus Christ and how the atonement of Jesus Christ made all of these parts possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I really do love, we, we talked about this a little bit before we recorded, but uh, how President Packer talks about how there are three parts of a plan. It's kind of like the three parts of a play. But I like that he says, remember this, the, li the line and they lived all lived happily ever after is never written into the second act of a play which is a great way, I think, to look at things. Oftentimes the second act of the play is when some, is really when it sets up uh, some of the greatest ad adversity that we might experience. And that definitely applies to this mortal life. But of course, it's the third act. The second act prepares us for the third act, for the great beyond uh, in becoming 
you know, better people and actually being exalted with our Heavenly Father. There is some like Gog and Magog stuff and some battles and like, you know, chaining Satan for a while before in between, but eh, it's okay. A little bit of glossing right now, but you know, we're okay. Right, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, I like this lesson. It's to the point and it's wonderful. So uh, as far as any other scriptures, there's a lot to read on this. You're almost best off just looking in the topical guide under uh, plan of salvation or plan of happiness or plan of mercy. Mercy, But Moses 4, I highly recommend, and Abraham 3 have a lot of good reading about these things uh, in particular. And also Doctrine and Covenants 29 has a great deal about stuff. There's a lot of, there are tons of scriptures on this though. So Yeah, and I like, I like the perspective that especially reading in the Doctrine and Covenants gives us because it's revelations given more or less during our time right. about um, this wonderful and distinct doctrine that we have. It's awesome. So folks, we hope this is of use to you. Of course, find us at thisweekinmormons.com. Contact at thisweekinmormons.com to shoot us an email. Find us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter. We are at the real twim on Twitter. And you can find this podcast and the regular weekly podcast of This Week in Mormons on Stitcher Radio and on YouTube. Patricia, it's wonderful to have you here as always. Yeah, thank you for having me. Your pithy insights make this a much better experience than it otherwise would be. So appreciate that. And this has been Lesson 19 called The Plan of Salvation. Study up, go to class, participate, get more out of your Sunday. This has been Sunday School Bonanza brought to you by This Week in Mormons. And we hope that you have an enjoyable Sabbath.